Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash Frumis Films LLC or just search Frumis, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening, Jeff Frummis. Welcome to our horror hour here on Sinful Celluloid. We have Sinful himself and myself. Oh crap, I didn't think of a name. What should my name be? My horror name. Frummis? Ah, Jeffrey... And Jeffrey Murdergram are here to bring you horror on TV. Do, 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 do. That's my intro. That's my intro. It's a great intro. Everybody loves it. It's great. It's great. I don't want to hear it. Is, it, it is until I, get, until I get the music back. Yes. Yes. That's what, that is what is ultimately needed. Yeah. So tonight's topic is picked by Christopher. He wanted to do horror on TV. And now that in, that encompasses a lot of different stuff, you know. We could talk about TV shows, we could talk about watching movies on TV. That's a whole thing in and of itself. But before any of that, before you even really had horror TV, the precursor to horror TV. And when I think of, you know, I guess like the earliest horror TV, probably Dark Shadows, and I'm sure Chris will school me on that and tell me that there's something before it. But like... Well, I'm not that old. So Dark Shadows, which, I mean, I mean, it was horror. It was it was soap opera horror, so it was what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to watch Dark Shadows just because it was something else. It, it, those used to come on the UHF channels. Right. But even before that, before all that, you had, you basically had these presentations, I think the best way to put it, packages, if you will. And what a package subsisted of, you know, in, after the universal horror cycle, you have the real dawn of the B-movie picture. Yes, there were always B-movie pictures. By the way, the term B-movie comes from the idea of you have your A picture and you have your B picture. Your B picture is usually of a lesser quality, kind of like uh, a double-sided seven-inch record. You have the A side and the B side. And so you have all these B movies that are really starting to populate in the 50s, like really at the at the high, and you know, that's the dawn of Ed Wood. Ed Wood's doing, well, he did Glenn and Glenn, Glenn and Glenda in, uh, in the 40s, but, you know, then he's doing Bride of the Monster and Plan 9 from Outer Space and yada, yada, yada. And what happens is these channels, which are still in their infancy, TV is still in its infancy, even though it's been around for about 20 years, give or take, in various forms, um, 
it's starting to expand. Every house is starting to get a TV. Every, you know, uh, it's the dawn of the nuclear family. You have homes with kids that, you know, uh, varying in ages and whatnot. And you basically get these packages that are full of various low-budget B-movies and horror films. And what would happen is the TV studios would sort of wrap the package around a horror-themed persona to sort of an MC, if you will, right? Who would um, sort of, oh no, I'm getting lost in the zone. I know, we're just, whoa, whoa, where am I? Anyway, as I was saying, we're just going to, I think I got to show, let's see if Chris will come back. There he is. I don't know if I had to show him or not. In any case, um, you have these packages that are starting to come out. You get stuff like, the very first one was called Shock Theater. And viewers loved these packages, absolutely loved them. And Shock Theater was followed up by stuff like Creature Features, which was another film package. And basically, you know, that included stuff like, for instance, that was later in the 60s, that included stuff like Night of the Living Dead. Now, because Night of the Living Dead was in the public domain, all of these channels, they suddenly started playing it constantly. And that's and that's the double-edged sword about Night of the Living Dead. You have a, you have a movie that is really as popular as it became because of its public domain status. It's a great film in and of itself, but it got played in heavy rotation uh, during, you know, in these film packages as a result of that. And, you know, from there you have the rise. You got guys like Zachary. You have, you know, the original. The original is Vampire. I'm sure Chris can, can better school us on Vampire. I don't know too much about Vampire outside of the association um, gleaned from, you know, the Misfits and, and Ed Wood and whatnot. But you got Chili Billy. There's Coffin Joe. You know, you got uh, Goulardi. And uh, so on and so on. And then, you know, in the 80s, you get the rise of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and she's like the modern version of Vampira. But she's doing her own thing. And it goes and it goes and it goes. Uh, even Al Lewis, Grandpa from The Monsters, he, too, was a horror movie host. And you, you most famously see him or somebody like him in Gremlins 2. There's a whole segment where... Hello. There we go. Uh, there's a whole segment in Gremlins 2 where they have this character who's kind of like doing the reporting, but he's like, you know, stuck in the in the trappings of being a, a B-movie host. Are you a fan of, of Gremlins 2, Chris? I haven't seen it since the theater, actually. Dude, it's really great sequel. Big fan. Which I guess shows you how I feel about Gremlins 2. Do you, are, you, are you a fan Look of Look at Bridget's here. here. Bridget? Bridget. Gore. Bridget Gore, am I supposed to show? Is there somebody else here? Well, no, she's not online. Oh, 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 she's oh Bridget, just in Bridget, I see. Hi, welcome, welcome to our show. Welcome, welcome. She's evil. Yes. Um. So that's my that's my big thing. That's the thing. That's the you know, 
the the big sort of um, setup with that, you know, uh, horror host. Um, what do you know about Vampire, Chris? Found her interesting. I know her ass tried to sue Elvira and she lost. <laughs> really? Yeah, she tried to sue Elvira for saying that all Elvira did was basically take Vampira and re, re or misappropriate the character. And she sued and she lost. Wow. And so that's crazy. That's crazy. So so that's that's what's going on with the, the horror host. And then what happens from there, Chris, as you, you have this stuff going on and you have like the the Sunday you have the Saturday night monster movie and then also how does Chris, how does the T V guide play into all of this? This is a huge element, right? T V guide was your best fucking friend growing up, you know. Right. I mean, it just was. I you know, and this a lot of people did this, not just zombie. Lots of my grandfather used to do this. TV Guide came out on Tuesdays, right? And my grandma would pick it up at the store, bring it home, give it to my grandpa, and he'd sit there with his fucking pen and plan his next week out. And then I would do the same shit, you know? Like, oh, my God, this is coming on. I want to watch this. I want to watch those little arrows and shit. Um... And I'd watch what I could in, in the back TV in black and white because <laughs> my grandfather was an avid any of it. If it wasn't a cop show or a Western or the fucking news, he wasn't watching it. So I had to go to the back porch and watch it in black and white. You know, which you I'll tell you this, though. This, yeah. this is great. Yes. Do you remember the trailer for Magic with Anthony Hopkins where he's the ventriloquist? I've seen the movie. I never saw the trailer. The trailer is fucked up because the trailer is just the dummy yeah, saying this little rhyme about murder, <laughs> and it's a creepy fucking dummy. Now, picture I am seven years old, between seven and eight, the yeah. Star Wars holiday special was on. Yeah. So I'm in the back porch at mm -hmm. seven or eight in the dark alone watching the Star Wars holiday special, a commercial comes on, now fucking magic trailer came oh on. My God. And I'm sitting there with my thumbs in my ears and my fingers over my eyes. I want this to go away. Shitting my pants. That's how terrified I was at that fucking commercial. That's that's what's known as like kinder trauma, right? Like traumatized just, by you know what it is it's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You just you're seeing you're seeing some stuff that you uh, we're not in, intending to see it. It caught you. I was not having a good time. You were not having a good time, and you know it does. It, it does that that thing. You know that just sort of plays with your mind. You know makes you makes you go it was, crazy. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know that is a. Oh my God! It was like a. That's like a ritual to like. Get out it the is. TV guide. What's up, bro? It was every week. I would I would cut out the pictures, you know, the the movie poster or you know whatever ads they had. I would cut those out. And you know, and and the thing too was if you're discovering, like it was also a means of discovery. You see a title, and then this is literally all you have to go on. You have a title, 
you have the year it was made, which might give you a, a hint as to the aesthetic of the quality, and then you had the uh, description, which was usually very short, depending on the slot. If it was in the I 8 o'clock from 8 to 10, you had a pretty good, like you might get a sentence or two, but if it was like later on or early in the day or if it was like on a lesser channel it was like a really thin bar, all you're going to get is that title and maybe the year and the time. And so you like have very little to go on, you know? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. This is, um, this was our rule growing up. Yeah. Okay. Foreign language, sexual situations. We are tuning in. <laughs> right, because you had the you had. The... It would it would say all that shit if you have if you had on or select. Right. Or HBO. Right. <laughs> Foreign language, sexual situations. I'm up at two o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> you could. You, you could very easily, you know, uh, uh, make your decision. You could make a, a judgment call just from that. You just and you just know what you're you're, you're going for. You know what the jam is. You know, exactly. Um, yeah, I man, I gotta tell you, that's I mean, that's where I cut my teeth. That's where we all cut our teeth, right? Like the TV guide. Like I didn't even think about that as an aspect of doing this show or like this brand of show horror on TV, but like it really, it, it really truly was a, and you know, you have a, as you said, you had a, you had a pen or whatever. I had a highlighter, you know, I'd highlight stuff or, you know, I'd make little lists or whatever. And nice. Ballad of the Broken is watching this live stream on his laptop and the AMC screen marathon on his TV. That is awesome. He is multitasking. Yes, and uh, I'm a little jealous because I kind of want a screen marathon. Maybe well, I'll, put the uh, fucking disc in and watch it. I do. I have that. Di I have the trilogy disc with with Ryan Turek still screaming on it. I think it's called or as you damn well should. Yeah, it's a great doc. Plenty of scream love on that. But, yeah, so that was, like, a real friggin' thing. And when that TV guide came in the newspaper, like, you just, like, I would get giddy. I would be, like, because you know what it was? What? It was the same thrill as, did we talk about, like, oh, the package? What package? Have we talked about, have we ever talked about, like, the high of op of getting and opening a package? Did we talk about that on a previous show? The cheap I thrill? I think so. Dude. I think so. The, the cheap thrill of getting a, something in the mail and opening it up and not even knowing what it is and, like, just just sort of, like, like the, the rush of opening it. And then once you've opened it, you're kind of like, all right, I, so I opened it. That's it. It's, you know, it's over. Um, that same rush was definitely felt when watching, when what, waiting for the TV guide to come. Yeah, you know kind of. I mean? Like... What's going to like be like that? The, TV the guy? Sears catalog, yeah. <laughs> the Sears you know, catalog, yes. Fuck yeah, it's like you know the Christmas catalog when all the toys are right there, so I can say, "Gimme, gimme, gimme." Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what it is. 
You know, you do. It's an addiction to order packages on, on anything. eBay, Amazon, you get a rush. And, and I would get the rush see. when I crack it open, the TV guide, and I'd be like, oh my God, th this movie is playing this uh, This movie is playing this weekend. Life is made. And then you have you have stuff that's like, that they would run every single week. It felt like it was on every single week. And you would like literally watch, you'd always catch the movie at the same exact point. And you'd watch the tail end of the movie and you knew it like the back of your hand. You even knew the commercial breaks by heart, you know, like you just, just would know it, you know, um, like the gold, like just the golden age of TV, man, truly. Oof. Agreed. I miss it. I miss it. Um, because it was, you know, it was what it was and we don't have that anymore. Like a lot of shit. You know, it's funny you say that it was what it was because that's exactly right. Like you don't get and you to can't choose. recapture it. No, you can't. Well, people, you know, depending on your age, like you'll never understand. You can't watch shit whenever you want, or right. even even that. I mean, forget that. I mean, that's a given. But just the um, like horror host. Yeah. You know, now it's not a thing. Yes. Cassandra still shows up. I mean, big thing this year, but it's not the same as watching her on Channel Nine, or if you were watching Zachary or Gulardi or you know any one of these people, because there were so many. Um, every state, every state had their own horror host, um, but for me in LA, it was Elvira, and Zachary because he was you know he was picked up in syndication, so. If you were remotely interested, you knew who he was because he was kind of the first big horror host that transcended his his local his local channel and sort of was big across the nation, he was or at least in parts of the nation. Um, none of the other guys had things. Zachary was hosting. Like, you could get little VHS tapes like Halloween Horror Party hosted by Zachary. I had one of those. Um, things like that. So he was the first one to sort of break out. And then you got Elvira, who was on right. Channel 9. Back, back when we had just the channels, Channel 9 was a shitty little independent channel. You had 5, you had 9, you had 11 and 13. 11. She was on Channel 9. So she was, you couldn't be more local to L.A. than that. Um, but Wait she, a minute. What was Channel 11 hmm. called for you? What was the station name? Do you remember? KTTV. We were WPIX, WPIX. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't believe I still fucking remember that. KTTV. You never forget. Um, you never I think, forget. actually, that might have been Channel 9. But so somebody who out there who's as old as I am or older, correct me. <laughs> but um, KCOP was Channel 13. I'll never fucking forget that. Um, so anyways, so she's on that. She's doing her thing. And she, for whatever reason, is like, you know what? I I like this character. I'd like to keep it. So they're making hand over fist with titties on TV. And right. she's like, I'd like to forego a raise. Instead, can you put that towards me owning the character? All Channel 9 is thinking is, we don't have to fucking pay her more money? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of, the, one of the great business decisions, you know, was that. Because she has, even though she went a lot of years without being around or on TV, multi-million dollars a year, wow. every year, just off of merchandise. Wow. And then she Cassandra that... has never been hurting. She, 
didn't she put it? She put out two movies or one movie? There's like a there's two a movies. Movie. Um, the two first movies. one, you know, which was put out by New World Pictures. Mm-hmm. The second one she paid for herself. Oh, really? Well, she yeah, owns be- that thing. Well, she was she was saying that like basically I've been trying to get a movie off the ground for years. It's not happening. I'm not getting any younger. So if I'm going to do this, I need to do this now. And she has the money, and so she broke the rule of don't, don't, don't pay for your own movie. What she just don't do. O-P-P. She made it. She made it cheap. No, OPM. <laughs> exactly. So you know it worked out for her. I mean, is it as good? No. Um, but if you if you one. know the, huh? I think I only saw the one with the poodle. No, no, the one with the hand. I remember, like, there's a demon hand. Am I crazy? You know what I'm talking about? I don't off the top of my head. She has a poodle. And yeah, that's she, the first one. That's, that's the first, the first one. one. Okay. Yeah, I've seen the, the second one. one is Elvira's Haunted Hills, which is shipping. It's shipping now from Scream Factory. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And it's very Roger Corman Poe. The Edgar Allan really? Poe, Roger Corman stuff. That's my favorite um, it, shit ever. Well, then you'll probably get it and get the jokes in it. Really? Yeah, because it's very much that. Yo, I love the post cycle. Corman's post cycle is, oh, just excellent, truly. But that's for another episode. Um, and so, you know, through it all, and then, all right, ready? I'm gonna, I'm gonna weave this in. <laughs> I'm gonna weave this into the 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 thing here um then you get stuff like prestige tv you get like hbo right Uh oh where did he go there he is there he is hello can you hear me Uh oh can you hear me chris give me a thumbs up if you can hear this I don't think Chris can hear us. Um, you have HBO Prestige TV, where all of a sudden you you have. Can you hear me, Chris? Yep. Yeah, oh, you can hear me. Am I am I going? Am are we? Am I going too far into the the future now with HBO? Am I missing a step here? No. Or am I missing? No. No. Right? Because you had on and select, and right. then HBO. Right. And, On and select, and then they merged, and then there was HBO, and that was... So in the late 80s, you have, you have uh, Horror on TV does this incredible transformation, because up to this point, you have stuff like, you know, you have the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits, which is like sci-fi, but also falls into... Every monster kid is watching those. You have horror hosts, you have the packaged... B-movies that we're talking about. But then we're starting to get into this format where you actually have horror-focused TV. And I'm sure that I'm probably yep. letting a couple of outliers slip. You know, you have, obviously, you've made for TV well, horror movies. You have Trilogy Colchak, Colchak, the Night Stalker, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You also you have, have the second Twilight Zone, which was Forrest Whitaker. Right, so, right. No, Jordan Peele is not the first black guy to host the fucking Twilight Zone. Right. It was done have, better before. So, And then you also have um, you also have TV movies like Gargoyles, which I love to always That was fucking reference. awesome, absolutely. That, that was late um, 70s. 
That was late. I was just gonna. I was just Go gonna ahead. answer valid. Um, yeah, vampire is vampire is pretty much the precursor. Except her show, there's only one complete episode in existence known. If that's that the thirteenth really? floor episode, you can watch the whole thing. Other than that, most of that shit's gone. Unfortunately, um, look at Bridget's back. Bridget is gore, and she's awesome and kind of crazy, but in a good way. Hi, Bridget. Um, and I want to keep up with the comments. Of course. And Droid is here. Yeah, we got Droid in the comments. So so then you have stuff like... Hold on one second. I got to fix something or other. Um, so then you have stuff like uh, uh, HBO coming out. And then you have, right. for me... A big watershed moment. We get Tales from the Crypt. And Tales from the Crypt is like, for me, it's not only one of my favorite horror TV shows, it's one of my favorite TV shows, period. It is, it's so divine. And it's a crime because we're never going to get Blu-ray releases because they only have standard definition masters. There's no high definition masters of there Tales aren't, from the Crypt. But don't count that out. Why? Um, because it is gaining popularity, and all they have to do is remaster it. It's going to cost money, but Creepshow being popular is helping with that. Um, I, it was my understanding that it was the that it was ne- it was shot in a wait. Was it shot on film? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, dude, I'm. T- I gotta look it up, but there is a. Reason it doesn't matter because even it. if it's shot on, if even if it's shot on video, it can't be digitized. Um, just remember, if nothing else, always yeah. use this. If you ever doubt that it can be done, remember that fucking Nightbreed was on two separate VHS fucking tapes. It's true. It's so true. It's man. just how much money do you want to dunk in? It's true. It's it's true, man. And can, you know, can you can you find so it's not a big the deal. interest? You can you find the interest? And Creepshow is helping with that, but there are some legal problems with Tales from the Crypt, which right is so now. infuriating. We almost got a reboot. Yep. Wait, I'm actually online. Yeah. Um, but, but, I like the Forest Whitaker one, Ballad. The um. Oh yes, the Forest Whitaker Twilight Zone. Um, the. The thing that made Tales from the Crypt so freaking great, yeah, Cabal, Rue Morg says Cabal, talking about the Cabal cut of yep. of Nightbreed. Hell yes. The, um, I, man, I remember when Scream Factory, like, announced that, I was like, holy crap, like, because that really seemed, like, impossible to me. And the fact that, and, you know, the one thing that I was annoyed about was that, like, the, the three-disc edition was 75 bucks. I was like, dude, I like Nightbreed. I don't like Nightbreed enough to drop $75. I bought it. You did it. You got it. I bought it, and they sent me one for free. I wasn't yeah. going to wait, though, to make, you know? I wasn't going to yeah. be like, uh, they're probably going to send me a review copy. No, I chunked down the money for it. Well, you want to know something? And then I ended up with one anyway. The funniest part was... Some years later, I ended up doing that very thing, except I spent even more money for a single film. The most money I've ever spent for a single film was the second sight release of Dawn of the Dead. I had to have it. I had to own it. I'm never going to buy the film again. It, it's. But anyway, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, it, it's like you think about something like Tales from the Crypt. Well, maybe today, but like maybe 20 years ago. 
in like the year 2000 or whatever, like 2001, the notion of something like Tales from the Crypt doesn't seem quite possible, where a bunch of filmmakers get together and they're like, hey, let's resurrect those old EC horror comics in a prestige format show on HBO and make it super frigging gory and violent and uncensored and blah, blah, blah. And it was a hit. In a way, it almost was the late 80s, early 90s version of the Batman TV show in, in the late 60s because you had everybody and their mom wanting to cameo on it. Whoever was True. hot. Right? It, it was. It was a big show. It was, it was one of the biggest shows. It was the biggest show HBO had at that time. Which and is incredible. One of the biggest shows they've ever had. It it's incredible show. to think at the time. Oh, listen. Listen, it's my favorite show. And I, I love every season, even that British season that everybody hates. I love, 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 love. It's all good. I it's can't watch. Good. It's funny because I can't watch the movie now. The first Which movie. One? The original Anakin film. Oh, why? I can't, okay, I can't watch the Peter Cushing segment. Why? It's too, it's too emotionally hard. It's it's brutal. It's too emotionally hard. It's I brutal. will not watch it. If it's, I want to sit there and fucking cry, then I'll watch it. I'm not watching that. Wow. I, I never thought I would hear you say that about a film. Peter, my grandfather looked like Peter Cushing. I equate Peter Cushing to my grandfather so much. And then he was just so kind. So, I, yeah. I have issues with that. And plus, his wife died just yeah. before that. Right. So, and that is a picture of his wife in the movie. Can I get, go on a super quick side tangent? Because I'm, ve- I'm super curious. Super curious to know. Go. What did you, be, after everything you just told me, mm-hmm. wh- what, how did you, what were your feelings when you saw um, Rogue One? <laughs> Loved it. What? No, Rogue you One. know what I'm referring to. Yeah, for me, it is Star Wars, Rogue One, Empire, and fuck everybody, Solo. Yeah, dude, I'm all about Solo. That's but it. Wait. And then everything else. No, but I'm talking about the fact that they that they sort of resurrect. I know what you're image. talking about. Yeah. You know, I don't care. It was I cool. liked it as well. I thought it was well done. I thought it worked for me. It worked for me. But I'm just curious to know what what that must have been such a shock for you to it, be like, holy shit! No, it's not it like I didn't know it was coming. It was just, it just felt natural for me. I was good with it. I was not suspecting it at all. So I was my, uh, my jaw. Come hit the on, ground. I knew that was coming, and I was, I was waiting for it. I like it, and that's why for me. Here's why. I know, short tangent, but why? Sorry, I'm gonna Rogue pull you in. My I'm number pull two. You in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is because. It's still Star Wars and pre-Star Wars. You know, the map hasn't been laid out for us yet, where we know where this is going, where we know where everybody's going to hold up. It's still an open world. And that's what I like about Rogue One. I have the same feeling I do watching Star Wars, where um, the future's not set. We don't know what's going to happen. It's just like all these adventures of these characters that I love. Like, I could watch Star Wars and Rogue One and read the old Marvel comics, up until Empire, and just have a great time. Got you, got you. 
That's all. Okay. Chris Done. Corkum, by the way, who's in the yes. chat. Hi, Chris. He says, as a matter of fact, Vampira was to return to her original role, and then they cast Cassandra instead. Isn't that interesting? That is true. That is true. That is fact. Wow. Um, yeah, she sued, and Elvira had better lawyer. So crazy. And that was that. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't care. I like you know, I grew up with Elvira, so I have no love for Vampira. Right. So that's just where my head is, you know. So that And plus Elvira in interest, you know, one of the things about watching horror on TV, yeah, you know, during this time is because you had two at least in LA, you had Elvira mm-hmm. introduce me to Euro Horror. All these trash movies, like The House That Screamed and all this stuff, right? Which was just like, what the fuck is this? But I'm watching. Why? Elvira. (laughs) Is this good? No. Then why are you watching it? Boobies. (laughs) That's Um, just the fucking truth of it. So I sat there and I got an education every week watching her show, watching all these movies. Then the other one was... On the weekends, we had two shows. You had like Kung Fu Theater. Yeah. And then you had, um, and I can't remember what it was called, but you had a horror shows on Sunday usually, and they would play the Hammer films. So that was my introduction to Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and all these Frankenstein monster, which didn't look like my Frankenstein's monster. So right. that took some processing when you're... And why? You know, what was the reason for old. that? What was the reason huh? for that? And what was the reason for that? Do you know? What was the what? The reason why the monsters did not look how... Well, because I had Universal. Right. Universal would play um, their yeah, movies... They, co- they had a copyright. They copyrighted that. Oh, well, yeah. Twice so. a year, they would come on. And they'd right. play all week long. Yep. Usually in like April or May, and then of course during October. And it was like Monday Dracula, Tuesday Frankenstein, Wednesday The Mummy, Thursday whatever, Frankenstein meets a fan, and Friday whatever else. Like something at Bride of Frankenstein, usually. Something like that. Creature from the Black Lagoon was not owned, it wasn't licensed by Channel 5, so that would show up on Channel 13 usually on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon around 2. That's when they'd play Creature. So I sort of like, I couldn't get with the Creature initially <laughs> because he wasn't part of my week. You right. know, and it was a totally different feel. It was, you know, so it took me a while to warm up to him. He's the last, that's what he's I the last of the class, too. He's yeah. the last of the Universal Monsters. He came in the 50s, which was yep. like crazy. Crazy lady, and then you know. We had, you know, we had Kolchak, which, you know, it was cool when I was little, but I couldn't go back to it later. Um, in all those shows, Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, um, Night Gallery. I don't know who remembers Night, Night Gallery. Night Gallery. Chris That's probably remembers Night Gallery. The follow up to um, the Twilight Zone. A lot of Richard Matherson in Night Gallery. Um, yeah. I think the, the Dark one, I think Room on Hulu now, and then another Dark show. Room. Another show in the 80s, uh, uh, in, in tangent, actually it's pro- just prior to Tales from the Crypt, and here's something that's interesting too, is Creepshow the impetus for what brings us Tales from the Crypt eventually? Because after Creepshow we get Tales from the Dark Side, yeah. and you also have Monsters, 
So you have two more of these shows, and then we get Tales from the Crypt, and that brings us into the, the 90s. So it's kind of interesting that that all kind of jump starts, I think, in 1982 with Creepshow. Yeah, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are. I'll go with you on that one. Yeah, see, um, Chris remembers Night Gallery, but does Chris remember the Dark Room? Think about I don't that. Even, I don't know what Dark Room even is. It's just, it was just another one. Dark Room was James Colburn. Okay. I know it, James another James. anthology show, just like Twilight Zone. I just fucking love the anthology format is perfect for TV because you just get something fresh and new every week, and that would change greatly it, to an extent, to an extent, yeah. that, but that would mostly change in the later years, you know. The, well, because the, they would start going with long-form long form television. You know? Right, but even before that, you know what's a weird intermediary? You have hmm. the X-Files in the 90s, where you're getting the monster of the week, and then you're also getting the over-arc of Mulder is looking for answers about aliens. And then you Which, would have. Well, like, I mean, that didn't really kick in a high gear till season two, but yeah. Right, right, right. It was so, it was so good, and I mean, I was all fucking X Files, I mean, hardcore. But what's interesting? But what's so interesting about it is, but what's so interesting about it is that like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like the missing link almost, even though it's not missing, but it's like that link that brings you from that anthology format into, you know, serialized horror television. And when I think yeah. about ser- serialized horror television really gets its rise, really begins in the in the aughts, in the 2000s, right? Like, that's when it really sort of uh, bursts wide open. I'm going to throw this one at you. Probably the most hardcore episode of... The series horror television. I think I know what you're going to say. No, you don't. Yes, I do. If you do, I'll be really surprised. Is it a show that we just discussed? No. Are you are you referring to Home? The yes. Home episode of X-Files? Yes. You're so predictable. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, that was fucking hardcore. Come on, that is dark. No, it was hardcore. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's got incest. It's got... Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> um, and by you, bad, I, mean, I just mean like about it is extreme. Fucking off, right? Yeah. Actually, not what I'm thinking about. Because as twisted as that is, yeah. And arguably, it's more twisted than where I'm going. Okay. But the visuals that we got. Ready? Okay. Yeah. The pilot episode of Millennium. Okay. Never watched Millennium. With Frank watch, Black, with Lang- yeah, Lance watch the pilot. The first season's great. The second season's okay. The third season sucks. Fucking donkey dick. Um, because they kept changing so runners, and they all wanted to make it like the X Files. But that first season was had some great episodes. That first season was sharp. But the very first episode, um, sort of takes place around a strip club, and the opening stinger right the, the yeah. pre-credit sequence is this blonde stripper who's dancing and somebody's watching her and all they see are the walls running with blood and the blood starts running down her forehead and just he's fantasizing about killing her it's fucking horrific 
And it's Jeez. just wow. They're finding people with their eyes and their mouths sewn shut and they're buried alive. And that first episode was just like nothing else you had seen. You had more human than human plane. And you also had Nine Inch Nails pig, Piggy plane. Oh. Uh-huh. It was a lot. It was it was a very intense, well produced, hit you on every level episode, and that was my introduction or everybody's introduction. And then I feel like I feel like our modern like I don't know what what you would millennium call it, modern ballad millennium. Um, I would say that like the modern sort of like horror show that we got serialized horror show that really made people. Fought, like like a wider mainstream audience fall in love with horror again um, would be Dexter. What do you think about that? Never watched Dexter. What? We're not going to have a Dexter talk right now? No. No interest. Show's Never over. <laughs> Show's over. I don't watch Come a lot on, of dude. stuff if it does not speak to me. Dude. Dexter didn't speak to me. Dude, you have I'm to watch I'm not anti-Dexter, just didn't jump Dude, on that bandwagon. You, wa- you have to watch the first season. All right, let's talk about American Horror Story then, because I feel like okay. that's the next big thing. Well, here's the thing. Showtime, throughout all this time, it's like HBO was like the king with Tales from the Crypt in the 90s, and then all of a sudden Showtime just like whips out its dick and is like, we are Showtime. You have Mick Garris doing Masters of Horror. We get friggin' um, we get Dexter. We get what else uh, on uh, Showtime? Penny Dreadful comes out. I mean, they yep. just got such solid horror content. You know, Penny Dreadful was so excellent for two seasons. I yeah, it falls. The third season really falls apart, but it well, is a phenomenal show. You know what happened? No, what happened? Um, show was. Set up. I didn't like what they did with Dr. Jekyll, so I was already in a pissy fucking mood. Um, yeah. But they, um, I think around episode three, uh, he had a deal come through. And this is actually, this is what I know to be what happened. He had a deal come through yeah. on something that he really wanted to do. Oh, shit. I better wrap this up. So, you know, storylines got compressed. Game of Thrones syndrome. Game of Thrones syndrome. Yeah, so we got that, and that was that. It was such a bummer, man. It it was such a bummer. Dude, yeah, but those guys still were fucking rushing through because they wanted to do Star Wars. But friggin'... And they didn't. (laughs) And they didn't. (laughs) No, um, how did... Okay, spoilers, spoilers, if you haven't seen... how uh, How did Frankenstein end up in Penny Dreadful? I'm trying to remember... Doesn't he, like, he dies and doesn't want to come back? Yeah, there's something, like, really sad and tragic. I don't remember, his... but I'm sure it was depressing. I don't remember. Yeah. I, haven't watched, I haven't watched that third season in a long time because I did not like it. What did you think of L.A.? Of which one? I didn't yeah. watch it. I watched the first two episodes. I decided it was garbage, and I didn't watch it again. I and I did that with I Natalie Dormer. That's how bad I did not like it. Actually, she was kind of annoying. A little bit. She doesn't have to be not annoying. She's too awesome. You just look at her. No, in that show. In that show, she was not. She was kind of irking. I just, I didn't like the way it was put together at all. I didn't like anything about it. There were some interesting storylines, and I'm sad that it was canceled. It lost the aesthetic for me. 
it lost yeah. everything that made Penny Dreadful Penny Dreadful. I don't want to see Penny Dreadful L.A. 1940s. Timothy Dalton's so good, man. It was a great, it really was. Penny Dreadful was just such a great show. And that hit, I think I binged that on Netflix, and I just inhaled it. Just really, really, I can, really I can enjoyed get it. Into it. Let's, let's talk American Horror Story. We, let's talk here's about the thing. American Horror Story. Okay, so then American Horror Story comes out and sort of does a hybrid format, right? Like, this is like a hybrid format now where it's both anthology and serialized in the best okay. kind of way. If you're not down with what's happening in the season, fret, fret no more. Just wait for the next one because they're just going to reset. And... It's nice. It's just a nice way to sort of go about things. Um, you, I also feel like it's a litmus test. You can really learn a lot about a person's taste in what they are like interested in by what American Horror Story seasons they really, truly enjoy. What do you think of that? That's fair. So, what, horror, what American Horror Story seasons do you really enjoy, Chris? First one, third one, 1984. That's it. Loved 19. Okay, so by far oh. top for, top number one for me is Freak Show. Absolutely love Freak Show. Uh, 1984, Coven. That's the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, loved Hotel. Apocalypse was okay. Uh, detested Asylum. Hated Roanoke. Uh, really did not like Cult. Uh, and Murder House is okay as well. And I really like the anthology that they did, the, the horror stories that they did last I'm watching, year. I'm watching it this weekend. It, they're fun. Uh, they're, um, they're, they're fun. Here's my, my issue is I don't think that Evan Peters has much range, and I'm sick of looking at him. Really? I think he has incredible he, rage. He's the same fucking character. Look at me. I'm weird and annoying. I don't like him. What about I like Hotel? Quicksilver. I didn't like Hotel. Oh, but he's so... He's like... You know, he's... What's we his watched face? the H. first H. episode of Hotel at the Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah. They had a whole big private party bullshit thing. So we were all down there. Watched that on the lawn, big screen. It was cool. Um, But it just didn't brown me you know and then so you chalk up that first episode to the aesthetic and and the party and it's like oh i had a great time so i guess but i couldn't get into it after that and so eh. and freak show i wanted to like so bad i so good i personally feel this for me yeah they have yet to make anything with a carnival setting or atmosphere that is any good. Have you That's seen Carnival? Name. Huh? Have you seen Carnival or Carnival, whatever the hell? I didn't called? like it. I never yeah, watched I it. it. I didn't like it. I never watched it because they never finished it, and I don't finish things. I don't watch things if they don't finish it. If did I don't they not finish the storylines, story, or did they just end? What are you talking about, Carnival? Well, yeah. It they they just canceled. It got canceled, so we never found oh, out. Oh, you still did that a lot. Yeah, um, so I was like, I'm not even going to watch this. Everybody's like, this is the best show ever. Everybody. I remember when I was – that's when I was working at Sam Goody's, and those box okay. sets would fly off the shelves. And I was just like, I'm not, not interested. Not going not gonna to fuck with this because you know what? They didn't finish it. And if you don't finish it, I'm not going to fuck with it. And that's it. Fair. Fair. You know? 
Um, let me, I'll throw one at you that did finish only one season. Yeah. Dead of Summer. What? On Freeform. Never saw it. Don't know. Don't know what it is. A though. lot of people didn't see it. It's another summer camp thing. Okay. I like that one. Okay. I like that one a lot. Um, you mentioned uh, eighty four for American Horror Story. This yep. is one of the best seasons they've ever done. Love this. Top to bottom, just see absolutely it, great. It's good stuff. Absolutely great. Like head over heels. And that was my favorite episode, by the way, of Fear Street was. I haven't seen it. But don't, don't don't. Well, there's one that takes place in '78. So okay, all right, that's not a spoiler. Why have you not seen it? I, I it's I'm gonna watch it for 31 days of Halloween probably. I just haven't gotten around to it, dude. Okay. Don't worry. It's on my it's on my two. It's good, right? Everybody's saying it's pretty good. Like the the, the, the three of them. It's good. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. What do you think of? Uh, oh, well, I was gonna say. You, but you haven't watched Dexter. So what do you know? What do you care about you if you haven't seen Dexter? It just doesn't. What do I care about what? The, the show is called You. Why? Why are you? Doesn't even sound like anything I would watch. Um, did you watch Kingdom on no. Netflix? Korean zombie medieval period piece. Really nope. good. I don't like foreign movies. I know I'm a fucking dick, right? You are a fucking dick, dude. Like I don't on. like I don't like porn. If they're not, not speaking a... English, I'm not gonna watch it. Okay, but you just said you watch all those Euro movies. They're speaking English and they're dubbed in English. So why don't you watch the dub version of Kingdom? Because I don't want to watch it. It doesn't. Dude, it's me. really good. There's an aesthetic involved. Um, it, you know what we skipped over? Back, it goes back to this. If I don't find the people attractive, I'm not watching it. Okay, we and skipped over taste. something. We skipped. <laughs> we skipped over something. What did we skip Huge, over? Huge. I mean, the biggest phenomena of all, right? Like, so we're talking about. Want, what sorry, we skip? Well, hold that thought for one second, Chris. I do want to watch La Brea simply because I want to watch La Brea, and it's got Chicky from Justified. So I'm curious. It looks interesting. What is La Brea? Some crazy thing. Yes, that Jody. That's my Conan sword that Glenn bought me for Christmas. Um, there's a, a big crackle that's up on La Brea and people fall into it. Wait, what? And yeah, I don't know because I don't know what happened yet because I haven't watched it yet. But they all fall into a big hole and it takes them to another land or another world or some shit happens. I don't know. But um, by the way, real quick, Ballad of the Broken. I don't know if you're still here. I'm, I'm sure you yeah, are. Yeah, he's here. Okay, Ballad, you gotta... Uh, if you're watching Scream... Check out my essay on the sexual politics of Scream if you have not already. Maybe you did, and I don't remember. But you might really appreciate some it of the takes intense. in it. It's, uh, it really get, gets to, cuts to the core of what Scream is all about, in my opinion. That's just me. Um, wait, what were we... Oh, freaking AMC's The Walking Dead. I mean, huge for horror television. Like, bursts yep. everything into the mainstream. At, to, an, to a nauseating degree and you know it's funny before we had all the game of thrones like book readers who were like oh Blaine's gonna hold the red wedding <laughs> like you had us comic book readers who were just like watching the walking dead yeah you know like oh man when do you get to issue 150 just wait and see what happens there you know um i'm not gonna say what happens in issue 150 oh no it's not issue 100 not sorry not 150 
Was 100 the Negan entrance? That, that's that all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I love the first... I don't know if I loved it, but I liked it because I hated the comic. So I was into the first season. I was into the second season. I was mostly into the third season, and that's when they started to lose me. And then I didn't come back until, you know, that thing happened. Right. And then right. I was I was out the door. I said, fuck this. But then I did come back for about three weeks more simply because I hate Rick Grimes, and I liked what happened to him. Quarrel. So I with that. Quarrel. Oh, I just dude. want, you know what I want? I want Rick Grimes to go to an aquarium and just run around going, Coral! 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 Have you guys seen Coral? That's good Yeah, stuff. it's everywhere. No! Coral! Yeah, it's right over there. <laughs> that's a good joke. That's a good da- that's a like dad it. joke. I like it. I <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to formulate that as a tweet later. That's going to be fun. Remind yeah. me to do that. I'm writing that down right now. Coral! 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 Um, I, yeah, so The Walking Dead comes and kind of blows zombies. And then what happens, you know, Chris, what happens when something that's really, really small and liked by, like, a, a, a niche of people suddenly blows wide open into the mainstream? You get this attitude... Sometimes. Some people are, like, really stoked that the thing that they loved in a microcosm is suddenly recognized by a lot of people. But there's most of the time, something blows up so wide, and then it becomes the H-word, which is homogenized. It becomes homogenized on a wide well, scale. What what happened with The Walking Dead is that yeah. it, it got so big, and it happens with everything. How do we, what do people like? They like Daryl. Okay, more Daryl. What do people like? Daryl crying. Okay, more traumatized Daryl. That's what we're doing this season. And it's just more, more, more. And it becomes, how do we generate more revenue? Right. Rather than concentrating on the story. Homogenization. That's homogenization. It did get tired because maybe it works in the comic. I don't know because again, I didn't read it, but it was find a cool place. We're gonna live here. Bad right. guy rolls in. We're gonna go to war. We're gonna talk about it for about nine fucking episodes. Yeah, I know. Right? Then something will finally happen. Rinse, repeat, and that's when the show just got fucking ridiculous. I'm gonna finish. And it. I stopped. And I think we talked about it. Yes, but I did. will say it one more time. Fucking Rick Grimes is no better than everybody else because all he did was the same shit. If they don't get in line, we'll take this place. How are you any better than everybody else? Fuck that dude. Now I have to do my rebuttal. Now I have to do my rebuttal because you already know what it is, but I'm going to Yes, I do. I'm going to say that. This we did not talk about, though. I hated Shane with a passion, right? Who who likes Shane? Who likes Shane? Well, here's the thing. Now... With some distance, in retrospect, I get Shane. <laughs> you want to You're know? an asshole. I'm gonna fuck your wife. And you know what? <laughs> I'm so concerned about surviving that it's me first. Fuck everybody else. I get it now. 
didn't at the time because I was looking through the lens of I wanted regular child. You know, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, there's lines to be drawn. So it took me a while and some distance to sort of step away and be able to look in and go, okay, I get Shane. I mean, I... You know what? You know what would have made. First of all, what I think would have really helped The Walking Dead a lot, and they milked it for as long as they could, and then they were like, "No, we can't do this any longer because there's so much source material." Uh-huh. It would have been much more interesting to sort of keep Shane around even longer, and make Shane likable. They made him very unlikable in the show. They make him do things. He doesn't save the cat in the show. You know, he lets he lets. I think. Uh, it was Otis or something, die, right? He shoots him in the leg, yeah, and then they, they all that. eat him and stuff. They do that because they won't want you to like Shane. What would have been far more interesting, make Shane do something like that, but then make Shane do something super likable. Make us conflicted about how we should feel about Shane, and and therefore whether we should root for him or root for Rick, and know that the two of them can't coexist. And that would have been far more interesting for me than just, oh, no, you know, Rick good, Shane bad, you know, it just, it just is sort of like, it just doesn't work as well, man. I mean, that's why we love sort of like antiheroes. I don't know what just happened to Chris. He just got booted or he just left or something. Chris, come back. Chris, I see everybody's talking about Halloween. So I'm going to take a moment while I wait for Chris to come back to talk about Halloween. Season of the Witch is my personal favorite Halloween. I am, you know, listen, I like the Michael Myers storyline and whatnot. We should really do a whole episode on just Halloween, especially with Halloween Kills coming out. But, you know, I am, I am, here he is, he's back. I I am, I really like that, whatchamacallit. Oh shit, hold on, don't, wait, there he is. Hi. Hello? You there? You can hear yeah, me? I'm here. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's season what I... of the witch. Oh, I guess we're talking about Halloween season of the witch. Yeah, it is. That was good. I've got the little spinachers. No, but no, but about Shane and about yeah. No, I was just answering comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So WB Chris. <laughs> so so there's that. Um. So yeah, that's those are my feelings. How The Walking Dead is going to end in the show, I don't know. I do know that they should, you know, they should try and do something that's different from the comic. Uh, but I'm kind of like, I, I kind of want to see Rick get his ass handed to him myself. Because I feel like he hasn't really had it rough the way he's had it rough in the comic book. And I feel like he needs to have it rough in the show in order for me to really sort of, you know, connect with his character more instead of him just being like, Coral! And, well, that's not true. His son is... Yeah, never mind. Anyway. So, TV. Chris. Yes. I don't know. What else you got for me? You got anything else? For TV, not really. So, let's... We kind of we kind of ran the gambit over horror TV at the, the... time. And we didn't go. We didn't dig our heels in too deep on anything in particular, which I'm happy about because we could save it for the future. Um. So let's talk about Halloween for a few minutes. <laughs> talk about what? 
So let's talk about Halloween for a few minutes. Okay. What do we talk about? Nothing. Just are are, are you are you excited for uh, the new Halloween? Of course I am. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be great. It's, it's good. Great. It's good. You'll like it. Oh, Chris says that Shane is in the Sopranos prequel. I didn't know that. I like yes, that he actor. Is. He's a great yes, actor. He He's fun. Oh, Ballad wants to discuss Mike Flanagan shows. I have not Oh, seen yes, them. I forgot. Ballad wants to talk about the Flanagan shows. I All right, Ballad, what them. do you want to talk about? Because you know how I feel about a couple of them. I haven't seen them. I'm not going to watch them, actually. I'm not going to watch... Well, not, not about Midnight Mass. I'm going to watch Midnight Mass. So please Midnight Mass, like I said, I didn't watch the first couple of episodes as yeah. as a cat lover. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but watched the rest of it, and it did suck me in. Um, so I, I really did enjoy them. Um, didn't okay. enjoy the Haunting series, either one. I thought they were way over fucking rated. Haunting, yeah, yeah. It's ghost shit. Yeah. I, I don't care about ghost shit. Ghost shit doesn't do it for I me. I like ghost shit when it's good. So, it does not no, tickle my pickle. Like it. Um, what else has he done, Ballad? What else am I missing? TV-wise, I don't know, TV but movie-wise, didn't he do the sequel to The Shining? He did, uh, whatchamacallit? He did... Doctor Sleep? Yeah. Doctor Sleep, which I haven't seen either, and I'm very excited to watch. Oh, I should watch that for 31 days of Halloween. Thank you. What? Um, Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't seen... Oh, he also did a, that kidnapper film with the dude with the mask. You know, that was like the thing that got him started. Oh, he did Gerald's Game. Oh, we, Gerald's Game was good. I did like Gerald's Game, but that's not a TV show. No, it's Neither not. Is Hush. Hush, I watched at Blumhouse. Hush, that's what it's called. It's called Hush. Yeah, and I was sitting there going, what am I watching? It was good, you know. Not I a fan of Hush. I didn't go home, so <laughs> it was good. Um, that was really kind of my introduction to him and that's where all the rumors started that um he was going to and hold on chris and i'll answer that um that he was attached to halloween that was never a thing um that is um oh my god that's diane and i'm why am i blanking right now jesus fucking christ what's my problem in the last ride in the last ride video is Wow. Diane Foster. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, she was in... Really, the only thing that you would have seen her in or could see her in is the Orphan Killer movie. Um, she's done a lot of plays, stuff like that. But that's where I knew her from as well. Oh. We oh, yeah. Talk- Oculus. Hey, which... we, didn't, we did not talk about the Evil Dead show on Star No, we did not. That was and good. That was huge, dude. That, that was, was good stuff. Dude, that was such a homecoming and victory for horror fans everywhere. We were all super worried. Took long enough, I agree. I agree. You know, we were like... Well, we could talk about a lot of stuff. We could talk about Sleepy Hollow, too. Didn't see it. First season was awesome, and then it just fucking went right off the rails. I'm not... I'm probably never going to watch it, so I'm going to ask you, what is it about? It's just not on my... It's just Basically, Ichabod comes through time, and he's in the present. Okay. Um, so is the Headless Horseman. Uh, other than that, I can't remember, but it was good. It had a good first season, and then it just lost its way. 
Oh, okay. Here's one. So it went the way of Lost. Speaking of adaptations, huh. we had we had The Hunger, the David Bowie film, which is also that, sort yeah, of inspiration the for, for the hotel. Yes, there was the show called and The that Hunger. That was an anthology. It was an anthology show, and there's a crazy cannibal episode where they're like gonna cook this woman, and it's super macabre, like really, really, really messed up. Really I haven't good. watched those in years. I do own them, though. Those were good. Didn't the Hunger. Them. It was kind of like an erotic series a little bit. A little erotic. Some of them were. We're. You know what? We're going to have to have Ballad actually as a guest on the show to talk about Mike Flanagan. I would I would love to have ba- Ballad here so he, often. He, he, he knows more about Mike Flanagan's work than I do <laughs> or you. Um. So I liked Gerald's game. I did, too. I but I think Till Death is the better Gerald's game, unfortunately. Some people Fair. Just think I'm Fair. crazy. Till Death was solid. Oh, you Till saw Death Till Death? Of course. Yeah, I, I, I thought it I thought it did Gerald's game better than Gerald's game, man. I really did. Because Gerald's That's game fair. is kind of like a one-note thing, you know? I agree. And Till Death keeps you on your toes. You're, I mean, you're like... Just when you're like, okay, this is now we're gonna just this is gonna be repetitive and stale, and then they introduce an element that has you go, oh, okay, 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 I'll stick with it, I'm gonna stick with it, and I feel like Gerald's game is just you know, I mean, I I read the book too, and the book is good, um, but I don't know, it just they said the they said that it was an unfilmable book for many many years, and then they filmed it. <laughs> It wasn't as unfilmable as they thought. Oh yeah, Castle yeah. Rock. I did and not. Yes, see I that. do, Ballad. Yes, I do. <laughs> I did not see Castle Rock. I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch it either. Um, not opposed to it though. Yeah, not opposed to it myself. Oh, did you watch that that Hulu show, um, Something Pines? Yeah. Um, Wayward, Wayward Pines. Pines. Yeah. Did you watch I watched that? it, and again, it's another show that started off intriguing enough, and then went off the rails with the second season and the third season. I just, it lost me. I wanted to like it. I did like it, but it lost me. Okay. Eli Roth had a show on Netflix, and I can't remember the fucking name of it. And I watched the first um, two seasons. Uh, something Grove. Hemlock Grove. Yes. And Hemlock Grove had some interesting ideas in it. But it, it did, just... and interesting transformations. I need to Oh, the werewolf it. transformation was yeah. great. I need to revisit it. Did you see the third season? I think there was a third one. I did not watch it. I don't think I did. You had Bill Skarsgård before he became... Oh, my God, we didn't even talk about True Blood. Never saw it. What? Oh, man. I think you would like True Blood a lot. I have a feeling... I have a feeling, even though, like, the only the first two seasons are really great, I have a feeling that you would be, like, in really? it all the... Yeah, I just... I just got a feeling. I could be wrong, but, you know, our tastes don't always overlap. Well, and I here's think... the thing is, my tastes are different than a lot of horror fans because I'm such a fucking snob about shit. Yeah. I mean, as like, if I want pretty vampires, I'll watch an interview with a vampire. So right. that was my issue with True Blood. Never watched it. Don't really have an opinion. I'm just saying there's an extra set of doors that need to be open for me for me to give it a shot. Here's what That's I like about True Blood. Here's here's what sells me on, so, would sell you on True Blood. It really 
captures the imagination uh, because it sort of it sort of really creates this this interesting vampire mythology in a like in like it's in, in what should be a real world setting, meaning like vampires have always been here. They live among us, and now because of True Blood, now they can come out of the shadows and sort of live amongst people, kind of like. You know, X-Men is like a allegory for civil rights. It's just kind of like, you know, you have vampires and people who are afraid of vampires for religious reasons and people who are... It just It goes in very, very interesting places. Like, there's like a Church of the Sun because they don't like vampires. And I just think that you would... You know, if, if, you, if you're having sex with a vampire, call the Fangbanger. You know, just like... It's just a really interesting sort of uh, show with a great opening theme song and then it flies off the rails like everything else. But I'm going I'm to throw a show at you we didn't talk about. What? And I want to hear in the comments. That's how much. What? Who used to watch all one season of it? Kindred the Embraced. Don't even know what that is. Oh my god. <laughs> What is that? You're fired from your own show. Oh, it's my show. You're fired. Get the fuck out of here. Kindred <laughs> the Embraced. Any takers? Crickets. Kindred, Kindred was... Remember White Wolf Games, Vampire the Masquerade? The foofy role-playing game that nope. basically there was like... Fucking, I don't know. Like a hundred <laughs> books. You bought them for the fucking art. The system wasn't even that good. Nope. Um, it's worth a, it's worth watching, Chris. I'm not gonna say it's great, but you know, for eight episodes, you could do worse. Um, this is true. The song, it's a stripper song. The uh, the song, what? the intro to True Blood. Oh, absolutely. Was it do bad things to you? <laughs> it's pretty. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Jesus Christ. Yes, Kindred. See, Bell, I like Ballad. Ballad knows his shit. Like, he gets yes. her wrong. Um, it was basically, it was um, Mark Frankel, who was on this show called Fortune Hunter. Okay. Um, he's a lead vampire. Um, they're broken up into clans. There's the Torridor. There's... Um, the Bruja, there's all you know, there's all these different clans that have certain, certain things, um, certain effects. Like there is, um, there's a werewolf clan. The Toreadors are the artists. There's, you know, the classy artists, snobby types. Um, Jody, kind of, know. a little Let's, bit. I don't even know what acid bath is. I don't know what anything is on this show tonight. This is the first time. Your tea. That... So, um, there's all these there's all these different clans. There's you know there's a Nosferatu clan. Okay. So on so on and so forth. It's kind of like a mob style show in a way. There's that sort of. You know, there's there is a conclave, and each a representative from each clan is in there. And so basically okay, you're kind of selling sets, me on this a little what bit. What sets it off is yes. our our lead vampires, uh Julian, Mark Frankel, he owns a winery. And that's so that's basically where they made their money from in wine. Um the Toridor owns Lilith, she owns a club where they all kind of chill. Um 
But what sets it off is this girl comes in looking. He falls in love with a human who's Kelly Rutherford. And um, she's she's a um, reporter. And she sort of falls for him and he falls for her. She doesn't know what he is. And that's kind of that's kind of the thing. But it's got a really great aesthetic. Um, production value is nice. I remember, I can't remember all the music they had there, but I remember they had some great scenes with Enya music Enya. playing. It's really nicely edited. It's really, it's a pretty looking show, is Warner Brothers. And what happened was Mark Frankel, who was our lead actor, he kind of had a, um, what the fuck is his name? Adrian Paul. Yeah, from uh, from Highland. He had an Adrian and Paul look about him. They had a very similar look. Um, he rode his motorcycle, and I guess he rounded a curve somewhere in the hills, and he hit a fucking semi head on. Oh. And that was the end of the show. They would have been back for a second season, but he died. I'm sorry to hear that. Truly, so, yeah, because I enjoyed him. So, uh, it's a good show. Just know that it doesn't leave you necessarily on a cliffhanger. It does work as an ambiguous ending. Um, yeah. But it's it's worth it's eight episodes. Like I said, you can do worse. It's worth watching. What about this? We talked about Tales from the Crypt. At the end of Tales from the Crypt, See, after season good. seven, it can- yeah. got canceled. But then it well, it didn't get canceled. It changed into something else for one season. And it's out of print. You cannot find these motherfucking episodes anywhere except... I've Actually, I think you can find them on YouTube, maybe. Maybe you can find them on YouTube. The show was called Perversions of Science. And it was a sci-fi horror season of Tales from the Crypt. They completely revamped the show and it has all sorts of people that... Did it have the Crypt Keeper on it? It did not have the Crypt Keeper on it. Well, then what makes it Tales from the Crypt? It was the same... It was Tales from the Crypt. It was Tales from the Crypt. They just changed the title. They called it Perversions of Science. And they had some really trippy shit on it. And it's really great. It's like the missing Tales from the Crypt season. And in the same way that... (laughs) Look, in the same way that Creepshow 3 is Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, this is the lost eighth season of Tales from the Crypt. And Mm. you should definitely check it out. I can't recommend it enough. The episodes are really, really great. And I wish we got even more of it. How about this? This one is an American remake of a British show. Did you tell me you watched Being Human? I did watch it. Did, what did you think? I, it was okay. It came. I used to watch Continuum with Love Rachel it. Nichols, and then it came on right after. Love. So, Being and then was it Lost Girl? So I used to watch all of those. It was, you know, I I didn't show up for it every week. But I watched there. It was a filler show. On other continuum, and it was a filler show. Keep watching. It was good. I was, I I enjoyed it. I loved it, and I loved the way it ended, and I loved like all the different crazy places they went to. I loved the zombie arc; was so terrifying to me. When what's her face comes back, and she's like, she sees what happens to her friend, who's also a ghost. They just, they really go places, man. It, It, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to throw this out. So, okay, not too many people saw Kindred. I'm going to throw this out. Hammer House of Horror. I know what it is, but I've never watched it. The 70s uh, show. Yes. Um, And it pains me to say this. Not good. 
<laughs> it came, you know, in the early 70s, uh-huh. and it suffered from we don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, we don't have... Could have used the showrunner. Desperately. They didn't have the aesthetics that we were used to, and they were already trying to branch out into, like, modern stuff and make yeah. that work. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, you just have something that's utterly forgettable. They had two shows, Hammer House of Horror and uh, Hammer House of Mystery. I'm and guessing... Sorry, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. No, I was just going to say this. They're one of those things I own that I want to be good, and it's not. But every few years, I'll throw it in and go, no, this is the time I'm going to like it. It's going to speak to me this time. I get 20 minutes into it and go, no, next episode. No, next episode. No, okay, I give up. And it goes back in the vault. Right. I love that. That's what it is, dude. Um, Are you afraid of the dark? Yes. I was going to – I put this comment up here because uh, this is – I grew up with uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. This is my shit. Snick. So, okay. So I come from a generation where Saturday night was going to pop off like this. You had – I would watch Snick, which was the orange couch on Nickelodeon, and they had all these shows. And the last show that they had – was Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was training wheels for what would be on even later at night on HBO, motherfucking Tales from the Crypt. And the very first time that I even caught Tales from the Crypt, I knew what it was because I knew about Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which was the cartoon, Saturday night cartoon version. I have that. So, I do watch it from time to time. I, I showed so, it to my son. He's He's into it. But it was fun. They kept the anthology format. They did. They did. And it still kind of works, you know, in the kitty version. But when I will never forget staying up way past my fucking bedtime and watching the, 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 the dragon tattoo episode of Tales from the Crypt where the dragon bursts out, the dragon tattoo where the dragon bursts out of the dude's chest. And it all started because I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was like, I was just, it was one of those weird times where I was able to sort of slip through the cracks and watch something even later on that I wasn't supposed to. And Goosebumps was okay. You know, I read used to read the books as a little kid and whatnot, but like, dude, are you afraid of the dark? That first those first two seasons were just I mean, that was it was good stuff. Nineties nineties kids television, man. Just No, I agree. So um, I love Space nineteen ninety nine, never saw UFO. But Ballad has um Ballad's asking a loaded question. What? What do you say? Since we brought up interview, what did you think of Queen of the Damned? Ah, well, I love Queen of the Damned, not because it's necessarily a good film. I just love Aaliyah so much. Everything about her, I love her. And so I don't really mind. You know what's funny? I was actually thinking about revisiting it this month because I haven't seen it in years. Uh, I remember when it came out and being like, where is the vampire Lestat? Like, this is kind of whack. They're, like, sort of, like, folding this into this. And it kind of, like, really messed up the Vampire Chronicles from, like, sort of, you know, being more franchised and whatnot. Um, and, yeah, I like I like Queen of the Damned. So, yeah. What about you? You don't want me to answer that. No. Let's move on. Two more horror suggestions. MTV Scream and Bates Motel. So, 
I watched the first two Ooh. seasons of MTV Scream. It was okay. Uh, I don't like that they changed up the ghost face mask. I think it's so iconic and like just pay them the fucking money and keep the mask. Like don't. It was like, the stupidest fucking thing. Like don't uh, fucking change yeah. the mask, dude. Like I couldn't. I couldn't get with it. I tried. I watched both seasons because of the mask. The mask took you out of it. Yeah, I don't like yeah. the characters either. I don't like the characters either. Um, I tried though because my friend Miranda, who used to write on the site. You know, in the beginning, she yeah. loved she loves screaming everything. So I was supportive of her. Um, I didn't even I watch the third season, though. I was told it was I didn't like, even watch that either. I'm like, no, it took forever. I don't care. I don't need to suffer through. That. I should ask her what she thought of it. I just quit you because we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, she was writing for the site. She would cover Scream and all kinds of stuff. Right? She's a big mm-hmm. West Craven person. I had Wes Craven follow her on Twitter for her birthday and wish her happy birthday. That girl fucking fainted. Wow. She was on the fucking phone. Her friend picked up the phone. She's like, Miranda passed out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She was fucking out. She that should have funny. printed it out. And she po- it she, well, she posted every year. She screenshots every year. Yeah. You know, That's great. Wes. can't believe this happened. Man, well, no, there was there was a question up here in the chat, like yeah, another one. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Okay, I think Gary Vaughn and Glenn used to watch late night. Tra- Who didn't watch Star Trek? Star Trek was good shit. Uh, let's see. Death Valley. I never watched it, but I am familiar with it. What is Death Valley? I'm not familiar with that. Um, it's just some show. Yeah, again, someone else, Chris can answer that better than I can. I don't know why they changed the mask on that. I don't know if it was a rights issue. Or it, was a rights, it, was, it was a rights issue. Was it? Yeah. And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't mind the characters. I was okay with the characters for the Scream show. What really took me out of the show, what really made it not feel like Scream, the thing that was tying everything together that you're calling was Scream, the mask. you have to have the goddamn mask. If you don't have the mask, don't call it Scream. Call it something else. I agree. I agree. You know? Like, that's what the mask... What's in, here's what's interesting, and this goes back to my super, super quick tangent. This goes back to my essay... Go check it out. My video essay about Scream, the sexual politics of Scream. I'm trying to sound like Jay from uh, The Critic there. Um, Freaking <laughs> uh, John Lovitz. Um, the, you know, the thing of that makes Ghostface so scary or what adds to the appeal of Ghostface is that the costume, which they used for the movie, the costume is called Father Death, Right. So the idea of Ghostface is not just that it's like a tragedy mask, but it's also the idea that anybody anonymously, because that's the thing about the Father Death mask, the Father Death costume, it could be picked up at any local store, which means that anybody could be Ghostface, which means that ultimately it's about people becoming the personification of death. And okay. you lose all of that meaning when you don't have the screen mask. And that's just me. That's just that's me. Fair. But that's you know. Fair. Would you count the the Swamp Thing show as horror? The of last course. one? Of Would course. you count the USA Swamp Thing as horror? US Oh, I have not seen that one yet. 
you know why I don't, my you know my college friend the guy who I the guy who I did my very first film with was a writer on that show and I heard it was canceled and I said fuck that why should I watch it if it's going if I'm just going to be left hanging what the next show yeah, people have told me that it actually like it works as kind of like a miniseries, so that I should check it, it out. It's fucking great. I don't know why you wouldn't watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm for it's sure gonna so, watch it. I like Swamp so Thing a good. lot. It's so good. Of course, it's probably my horror. favorite why series that come be out the past couple of years. Dude, why wouldn't that be horror? That's totally horror. Yeah. You should watch it. It's I will. The Mist, the same guy who wrote on Swamp Thing also wrote on The Mist. I did not watch The I Mist. I didn't watch it. Because they canceled it. I don't watch things. If they cancel some shit, why? here's the thing. Why? I'll tell you why. Here's the why? thing. First of all, I will let a show run for a whole season before I watch it. You know why? Because I want to binge that shit. You know? Lazy fucking bastard. No, I'm you not a lazy bastard. I work here. very hard. I work very hard because I have to watch it all at once. I'm not a lazy bastard. So... I'll wait for the whole season of fish. And then you know what happens, Chris? They go, what? oh, sorry, it's canceled. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm not even going to enjoy it. I'm not going to waste my time. There's so much shit to watch. I'm not going to waste my time if the story's not going to wrap up. I don't want to deal well, with it. Well, you don't know it's not going to wrap up. I It isn't going to wrap up because they're not doing any more Mist. Mist is canceled. But did they, did they leave you hanging? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either because there's no more. It's supposed to be a series, which means that they're probably leaving you hanging because you always need something hanging yeah, in order for be a season two. Know that. You should do your you should look it up on the internet first. No, I don't want to. See Ballad Ballad, Ballad. Does it leave you hanging? Does the mist leave you hanging? There you it go. That's Ballad. Baby. No, that's being Ace. Lazy. See Ace is here. <laughs> Ace is here to set you fucking straight, Jeff, because Ace knows what's up. Where's Ace? Oh hi Ace. Okay, um, Swamp Thing was great. I love Derek Mears. Ace, hi Ace. I'm Jeff. Question for you: Is um, is the mist? Does the mist wrap itself up in the first season, or is there a lot of untied threads that would make it somewhat bittersweet if you were looking forward to a season two? I need to know. You let me know. I'd be curious. It had the mother you know from six feet saying. under. <laughs> Yeah, I just, when you cancel a series like that, you know, and then, you know, sometimes what happens is they can anticipate that their series is going to be canceled and they sort of pivot and rush to sort of wrap things up in a meaningful way. And okay. I really appreciate the effort when that happens. It really makes me happy, you know? So that's how I feel about that. What about you? Fair. What about. You know, I'll watch anything so long as it's good. Yeah, I, I hate it when it doesn't come back, but, you know, I'm going to hold on to what's there. I mean, going back to Millennium, the first season of Millennium is great, but it it leaves you on a cliffhanger, so you have to go into season two. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and season two sort of starts the downfall. Um that's so, almost as worse. If you have a you know show... What? I'll, I'll say this. This is a lesson I learned from a show that you still are fucking... I'm going to watch it. I'm going to finish it. What, Ten fucking hours. Do it in one day and stop being a baby so we can talk about it. What show? Black Sales. Talking to the yeah. showrunner on Black Sales, he's basically... Because, you know, 
all these people, all the historical people, they fucking died. They all hung, period, amen. So we're talking about that. He's like, well, we all died. The thing is, where do you choose to end the story? Think of it that way. So with Millennium, yeah, it's 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 gonna go off the rails. Where did you choose to end it? I choose to end the story the second to the last episode of the first season. And guess what? That is twenty one episodes of fucking gold. And then I after that it's almost as disappointing if it's almost as disappointing, I should say, if you do get three seasons, and the third season is a super big letdown. In a way, you almost kind of wish it's just canceled because it's worse than watching and investing all that time and being left super unfulfilled. I have not seen Mine Hunters. Mine Hunters is good. Bell had loved it. I have not seen it. And yeah, Ace Ace is right. Visually, Swamp Thing is great. It's just a good show. Watch it. It's worth your time. November. When I'm done with 31 Days of Horror, I'm going to watch it in November. Uh, Swamp Thing. That's that's on my list. High priority. I never recovered from pork being canceled in 77. You're a hard fan, Chris. <laughs> um, do, are you watching Only Murderers in the Building? I know this is kind of not horror per se. It's like mystery. Have you watched this show? Which one? Uh, only murderers in the building with Steve Martin and all oh, that thing. No, um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. it it's uh, it's very. You know what it is? It's all the best parts of Woody Allen. If you like Woody Allen, I do. Um, so it's like I feel like it does Woody Allen better than Woody Allen does in a way. Like or all the stuff that you love about Woody Allen movie. Um, it does in this show. And then you have like Steve Martin and Martin Short just being hysterical together as they're trying to solve like, you know, murder stuff. It's great. I, I really, really recommend it. I'll have to check it out. I think you should ben, check it out. It's on Hulu. Ben is asking if we've seen Ritual of Evil from 1970. That one does not ring a bell. What's it about, Ben, or who's in it? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I saw a Resident Evil trailer. I'm disgusted. Is that? I'll watch it. I hope it gets better. I don't know. But I don't know what to do with it right now. I watched those movies, and I just was... I never could get into Resident Evil. They're not good, but I like them. You know, I got used to the latest episode of My Wife Kills Zombies, you know? Every two years... My wife kills zombies for two hours. Yeah, right? Okay, honey, time to kill... Oh, Santa Clarita. I didn't... You know what? I didn't watch it. I had trouble rapping. I don't like comedy with my horror. Okay. So I had trouble It's super violent. It's really violent. And it's really... I really recommend Santa Clarita. I really it's It's a hump I have to get over. It's a me thing. Dude, it's... It's good. It, but but it's a show that does Ooh. not. I don't think they got. Did they do two? They did two seasons or three seasons. I don't remember. They Clarita. did. I want to say they did three. If not, they did two. But they definitely ran for more than one. I want to say three though. Um, Dallas just asked about Twin upsetting. Peaks. Original Twin Peaks was brilliant and disturbing, and so Get many. The murder of Laura Palmer. When we finally see it was one of the most disturbing things you'd ever seen on fucking television, especially for mainstream television, you know, primetime TV. It was fucked up. 
Um, the return was complete fucking garbage, in my opinion. It was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Mark um, did, Mark super did let down by the return. his job. He had super one fucking job. Super with let nature. down. Because it, it was terrible. Mark had one job to make sure there is a cohesive story running through. He didn't do that. He said, I'll sit here and collect my check. And all David did was do fucking weird shit. And you had people sucking his dick going, oh my god, living art for 60 minutes. It was so transformative. Yes, I know someone who said that shit. That was gonna yeah. it. Yeah. Man, <laughs> every week I was just hoping. I mean, look, that episode 8 is super bizarre and weird, but like... It's frustrating because you're just like you waited 25 years. Are we going to get any answers? There's no answers. There's nothing. It's just nothing. You know, it just. I don't it's, know. No, I'm with you. Um, we did a little bit. Ace, we talked but about. We mentioned monsters, but we, we didn't mentioned, really but we didn't go into it. it. Great, but um, you were the monsters guy. So let's go. Let's circle back to monsters because you know monsters more than me. Who, by me? A lot. Me? Yeah, personally. It was yeah. just, it's just a fun, it was just, you know, it's cheaply produced. I used to yeah. always catch it on uh, Sci-Fi Channel, and it had a great intro. That's what sucked me in initially, you know, because you have, like, this family of monsters just sitting down and, like, getting on the getting on the TV, and then, you know, you go into it. They, I just remember the episodes, they were very, was, very cheap. Very, very cheap. It was cheap. fun. It had that weird... Um... Honeymooners, Flintstones, Simpsons kind of feel. That's what I got from the family. Yeah, was yeah. you know it was it was fun stuff though. It was a little bit twisted sometimes, but it was it was like watching a live action cartoon. Is that is that streaming anywhere? Because I would like to revisit it. <sighs> I haven't seen it. I in don't know. Actually, I don't think so. Twenty years. I don't think so. Twenty years. I got it. Do you know about Just Watch? By the way. There is what? a great okay. It's called JustWatch.com, and it's basically a streaming website search engine. So you can basically look and see where something Absolutely. is streaming. And here, I'm checking for monsters right now. I'm actually kind of. It's curious. on. Ace says it's on YouTube. Um, hey, there's one we didn't talk about, which oh, is, is that's my my drinking buddy movie, the show version from Dust Till Dawn. Ah, I watched the first... Okay, I watched two seasons. By the way, you can watch Monsters on the Roku channel or IMDb okay. TV in addition to YouTube. Okay. Um, okay, let's talk about this. I was very frustrated by the From Dust Till Dawn show. Like, I liked it a lot, but I was also very, very frustrated. Um, because, like, they're kind of remaking the show... I mean, they're remaking the movie in the first season, and I'm really down with it, but at the same time, it also just kind of flies off the rails in all of these directions. They're trying to weave in these storylines. All of a sudden, uh, what's not what's Quentin Tarantino's character's name? That's uh, Seth is uh, George Clooney and... Oh, um... Seth Oh, my and, God. Why is this bothered? Why do I not know this? Seth and... Uh, I'm blanking. Richie, Richie. Thank you. Richie is yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's like a snake. He's turning into a snake god or something. I'm just like, it just was it's it, it... weird. And it's to watch Chicky do the snake dance. I mean, it's not bad, 
but you've seen the other one, so it just kind of pales in comparison. Yeah. And you can watch them side by side on YouTube, and it just makes it worse. Not bad, just you know you're watching a lesser version. Yeah, but you got excited. I was excited initially at season two because I'm going... Because I'm going, oh my god, okay, they remade the first, the, the movie in the first right. season. It's that all over the place. Right. It's like all over the place, whatever. But now we're going to get to see what happens to these guys from, from Dustal Dawn, the original. Exactly. When they go to El Rey. And it just, the show gets even fucking weirder. And I, I yeah, didn't think I even watched I just, season three. I'm I just torn I was on done. It. I was I'm done. Torn on it. Um, yes, Ash vs. Evil Dead is good stuff. Um, it has a little bit of fun, but then it does pull it back from time to time. So it's it's well worth not this theme, but fucking owning. Okay, two um, I haven't watched The Stand yet. I tried to watch The Stand. I got an episode and a half into it, and I was like, nope. It turned it off. Really? Did not. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Not good. And I'm a King fan. I love me. Is that King. your loyalty to the original miniseries version? No, it has or... nothing to do with that. It has okay. nothing to do with that. It just, I was just so, I was, I felt so alienated by it. It just did not work for me at all. But okay. Ash versus Evil Dead, I loved every fucking minute of this show, and I haven't revisited it yet. It's the perfect blend. You know, we talked about this previously. In Evil Dead, you have a very serious Ash, and the comedy is is unintentional. It's like, it's it's so serious that it's funny. The sequel starts to introduce the Three Stooges, like, energy purposely, tongue-in-cheek, you know, with you. And then Army of Darkness just goes overboard with it, and it's really, really, really slapstick, really, really goofy. And then Evil De- Ash versus the Evil Dead, I feel found the perfect balance. balance. It's like it's super creepy, super scary. You had sometimes you had monsters of the week. Um, you had great fan service moments. Like they really fucking make you geek out. They bring back his sister. What's her name? Uh, Ellen Sandweiss. They bring her back. The actual yep. actress. So she's in it, and then his dad is in the show for a while, yep. and it's just, it's really, really, really fun. And you have his, these sidekicks, and the sidekicks are kind of goofy, but they kind of work for the show. And then they, you know, they, they really go, because, you know, the comic books are really fun, too. And they really go outside of the box when, like, you know, uh, I think his name's Diego, the whatever, the sidekick, he gets... Yeah. The, the Necronomicon gets absorbed into his body. He becomes like the living Necronomicon. I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, I was down with that. It I was, was like... It was good shit. Yeah, it was just gonna, good fucking shit, dude. Let me, let, me see if, let me see if anybody remembers this one. Henry Rollins anthology, anthology horror show called Night Vision. What? 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 Who remembers it? Come on, somebody. Yo, is that for real? He had an anthology yes, horror show? If what? I was going to make up something, it would be called Night Vision. <laughs> like, I'm going to impress Jeff right now. I'm going to make up a show with Henry Rollins, yeah. and it's going to be called Night Vision. He's going to be impressed. Hold on, I'm looking this up on, on YouTube. Oh, right uh, Chris now. doesn't know it. Dude, that's... What about you, Ace? You remember that one? Somebody from the 90s? That's from the 90s? Yep. Wait, that exists? You people. I'm 
You're blowing my mind, dude. Not the way nobody knows it. All Look of you better thumb- jump on Google Yo, right now. <laughs> this thumbnail is really good thumbnail. I just went on YouTube just to look uh, look this up, but I see that it says we're live right now. It looks really good. I would click on that shit hard. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd click on us. <laughs> um, yes, you need to binge it, Ace. Night Visions. Night Visions. Night Visions. Damn, dude, you really know your, ho- your horror TV. I do, sir. Henry Rollins. All right. I'm looking this up. He's doing a new spoken word tour. Oh, here it is. Look at that. It's from the year 2000. Wow. It says original. Oh, oh, oh. I got it. I got it. This was a made-for-TV anthology series that I absolutely loved. Um, let's see if you know it. At the dawn, at the height of VH1, do you know what I'm going to say? It's a music. At the height of what? VH1, like you know, like 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 the O. You know what I'm saying? Like the DOM. I'm putting a DOM at the end of VH1, like Kingdom VH1. At the height of VH1, you had a musical version of the Twilight Zone, and it was kind of they're kind of like made for TV movies, but it was also kind of like a show. Um, they did two of them, and they are really, really great. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I know the, the name of it. I just want to see if anybody else knows this. Super obscure and super wonderful. They had, they had like, uh, Roger Daltrey was on an episode. They had, like, like you know, like, they had a bunch of different people on. Was it regular TV or was it something else? It was VH1. VH1. Night visits. I know we can't kind of see it there. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I, no, I found it on YouTube. I'm going to check that out, Night Visions. Um, check that out. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. What is it? I just want to see if anybody else is going to guess before I before I drop this ish. VH1 Horror Show. It's not a horror <laughs> show. It's No, it's more like sci-fi, like Twilight Zone, horror adjacent, you know? Like, it's more more Twilight Zone than it is horror. It's unfair to call it horror. But I'm curious to know if you know what it is. Great fucking show. Can't recommend it enough to anybody who's into music and the Twilight Zone. Because it's all music related. Give me give me another hint. The first... I'm just going to tell you what it is. Strange Frequencies. Does oh my any, god. Does okay. anybody... You've seen Strange Frequencies, right? I remember it. Dude, it was so... I That was wow. my jam. Right? Right? That was my jam. See, I can pull out an obscurity. That is obscure. <laughs> no, it's dude. That you had the episode where Jimi Hendrix guitar, if you play it, then like you get cursed or whatever. You had the guy, the producer, who like if he heard that you were talented, like something really bad would happen to you. You had the best episode of all. You had uh, Danny Masterson from the, that '70s show, they're they uh, they're metal guys, and what happens is they get into a car accident and they die, and they go to the metal version of hell, which is dot dot dot, an all night disco, and they're stuck in the disco, and wow. it's like yeah, it's just such a great fucking show, man. Um, Strange right. frequencies. Yeah, Ace Ace Von Johnson knows what I'm talking about. Chris, 
Chris said he's still in, in shock from Pop Rock. <laughs> wow, I love you that. You know what? I knowledge. fucking watched that show, and do you know why? Because it had Chicky from fucking Nightbreed. Wow. Bobby, whatever her name is, from Nightbreed, our lead. So I'm like, that's the girl from Nightbreed. I'll watch it. Oh, my God. Aren't they doing a Nightbreed series? Am I... They're they're talking about it the same way they're doing a lot of things. Hellraiser. They're doing a Hellraiser series. And everybody... No, it's a movie and it's shooting. Oh, it's a movie. And then you have the Chucky series coming. And I'm very curious to see what they I'm excited about the Chucky series. Yeah, me too. It looks good. I think it's gonna be great. Um, everybody's gonna come back at some point, so I'm down. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, everybody likes the rehab, the new ones that Don has been helming, but I like. Man, my heart always lies with the original classic sequels. You know, even even five. Everybody hates on five. Because it's love garbage. Them. No, I like Cedar Chucky. It has John well, Waters you, in it? You sit there alone and think about what you've done wrong. No. Dude, John Waters is in it. John Waters that is in the same Dude, but it's just so funny that John Waters is like, I'm going to play a paparazzi in the seat of Chucky. It makes it amazing. It's so oh amazing. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I want, oh, this oh, I want, Mega too. A Mega City trip. 1 show. Fuck yeah. yes, dude. Okay, Ballad says, I didn't know about this. Ballad says that in the early 2000s, there was talks of a Pinhead and Michael Myers crossover. There was a lot of talk like that. It just, you know, one, there's rights issues, two, trying to figure out a story that works. It was more kind of an idea. Like, that would be cool. We can make money off it. How are we going to do it? I don't know. (laughs) That's where it's called. Right. That's the way it always works. That's the way it always works. So, what's his face wants? Um, Rue wants Nightbreed to be left alone. To left Alexis. alone. Did, who read the Nightbreed series? That was that was epic. Marvel epic. Um, that was a good comic series. I did not, but you could really do a lot with Nightbreed. Oh, they're doing a Waterworld series, and I can't wait. I am so excited for that. Don't shake your head. Why? Why? Because Waterworld is the shit, dude. How do you not like Waterworld? Because uh, I don't like garbage. Unless Bro. unless I actually... That's not true because Bro. I do. I like a lot of garbage. What do you mean? It's what, not good. Waterworld is not, it's very good. It's wonderful. There's so much great... Freaking... What's his face? Dennis Hopper is so good in Waterworld. By the way, there is a Waterworld sequel comic called Waterworld Leviathan that came out in 1996, and it is terrible. I mean, really terrible. So it's in line with the film? No, it's not. (laughs) It's not at all. (laughs) Oh, great. The mother chick shirt. Of course, the mother chick. See? The... Ace, I'm with you. I will die on the Water World Hill. It's great. Especially, you got to watch the director's cut, which is an extra half hour long. You're that a hard really, man, Ace. It's really good. Road Warrior at Sea is He's right. It's face. Road Warrior at Sea. And you know what? I would love a Road Warrior series. Give me the Road Warrior, but chopped up into 10 episodes and like have them all sort of stretched out. Like, Give me more. 
you know, like the last two episodes take place on the actual Fury Road or something. Like, give me a full Road Warrior 10 episode arc. I would love that. I would eat that shit up. I'm down for that one. Oh, hey, Mail Drop just came right now. Yeah. Not a TV show. (gasps) Are we opening things? Well, we we are because this just came right now. Is that from Glenn? No. Eyeball? Eyeball. Eyeball. All right, tell everybody what eyeball is while I get this package. Go. Talk. It's a it's a it's a Giallo like nineteen seventy five, seventy six, I forget right now. It's just it's wicked. Is it the best? No. Is it cool? Fuck yeah. Eyeball. Okay. Okay. I've been um, after that one sheet for ages. Fuck yeah, Ace. If you if you find it, give it to you, Utah. Okay. I, I, by the way, I want to make a recommendation for everybody who is into animation. Are you an animation guy at all? Eh, not really, but go. Okay. This is a film. It's a super yeah. obscure film from uh, Nelvana. Remember Nelvana? They were a Canadian animator. I think they did the Care Bears. And this is one of my favorite films of all time. It was put out by Unearthed Pictures. Ooh, okay. And, you know, the fact that, like, the guy, you know, Steven could put this out, like, it just seems so unlike Unearthed to put this out. And it's just, oh, my God, it's so great. I didn't know you were an animator, Chris. I know, right? Let me see some of your shit. But, um, freaking... Freaking Nelvana put out this film. It's called Rock and Rule. It was also known oh, as. I know it. Oh, you I know it. it. It was also known as The Ring of Power. It has a phenomenal soundtrack. You have Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, Cheap Trick, Blondie, Earth, Wind, and Fire are on the, all on this soundtrack. Um, it's like 74 minutes long. It's free on YouTube, legally free. Because, I don't know, long story, but. Basically, you can stream it free, legally, from the people who own the movie or whatever, or something like that. It's, like, official. And it is a really, really, really phenomenal uh, animated film. I don't know why I brought that. Maybe because we're just talking about really obscure shit, and I just had to bring that up. No, we have have a few right there. Can we play Let's Open the Package? Because we were supposed to do this episodes ago, and... Yes, open up your package. Okay. I only have that one, but it's it's a doozy. And just really quick, as you're going to open yours, yeah. Yeah, people, go ahead. remember, what, we're, we're going to talk about poster art sometime in the near future. Fuck yes, because, we are. Oh, my God. Fuck yes, we are. All right. All right. Good on you. Droid Little says that they have rock and roll that the wife picked it up. All right. Oh, Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so as I mentioned, I did an unboxing video sometime back for Return of Living Dead uh, merch. And go check out that video. I got lots of wonderful trinkets in a care package from this guy, Steve. He's a really fucking awesome guy. Uh, he's doing, he, you know, go to returnoflivingdead.com. Check out all the awesome Return of Living Dead merch. I don't know if you could see behind me, I have one of the frame posters. Well, before he sent me the merch pack, he sent me this care package. This is out of print. And um, I know what it is, but I've been saving it. I was supposed to do an unboxing video, and I was 
waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm sorry, Steve, I'm doing the unboxing here and now. I'm just going for it. Because I've literally had this in the package for, like, months and months. And Steve sent this to me out of the kindness of his heart. Uh, make sure you go to Return of the Living Dead. Go follow Return of the Living Dead and Night of the Living Dead on Facebook. They're always posting really interesting stuff. Oh, my God. Look at that. Holy hell. Can what you see? Got? Hold on. I got to fix this. I know you don't like the wide thing, but it's the only way to do this. I'm sorry. Just for now. Just so I can... Thursday. So look what we have here. Let me fix the lighting in here because you can't really see with the, the thing. Boom. There we go. So we have this package, right? Very well taken care of here. Let's see what's inside. <gasps> oh my god. So if you are a fan of Night of the Living Dead, then you will really appreciate this. It is no longer available, from my understanding. <gasps> oh my god. Is that fucking gorgeous. This is the 50th Anniversary Collector's Edition Ultimate Fan Box Set. This is... I, I This has the Criterion disc in it, along with... Dot, dot, dot. Wow. The matte box on this thing wow. is, like, fucking phenomenal, dude. It is... Hold on, I'm pulling it off. He wasn't lying when he says he really does pull out all the stops. So this is the... This is like a foil certificate here. Can you see that, guys? Yeah. You have a foil certificate. This is... um. What is this for? This is for something in Ultra HD. Nice. Experience the horror in 4K Ultra HD 2018. So this set is actually from 2018, but it is long out of print. By the way, here's the inside of the box, everybody. Look at that thing. You see the hands coming in? Right? That's cool. That's cool. And then you get this. And he wasn't lying when he said he's all about quality. Look at this book. Look at this motherfucking book. This is Night of the Living Dead, the 50th anniversary edition graphic novel, was written by George A. Romero and John Russo, and is the only authorized graphic novel based on the film, available now for the first time in almost 25 years. This unique and beautiful piece of art is a labor of love that took three years to complete, as all six chapters were entirely hand-painted. And there you go. I have that. I have, you have this. Okay. So you know what it's all about. And oh, it yeah. is... Oh, my God. It's, I have it, that and Night of the Living Dead London, which was written by Clive Barker. Okay. That That's I don't beautiful. have, and I have to check that out, because that sounds pretty awesome. So this is the... This is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. This is so gorgeous. Wait, it's not over. It's not over. Uh, I, I it. Then you have lobby cards. Look at these. Ooh, with, nice. With, with um, very nice. There's like a gold foil on them or something. I, I'm gonna frame these. I think these need to get framed. Look at the look at the care. I mean, That's Steve nice. really, Steve really put it, put the time into this set. This guy really cares about putting out a quality grade A project. Yes, there is more, guys. There is more. Don't wait. There's even more. Look, we have another one. All of these are some sort of like still lobby card sort of situations, right? So we got those. 
Okay, I got, looks like this was a double. Oh, no, this wasn't a double. You got that one. You got the naked tush girl. This, for anybody who's aware, when they were shooting Night of the Living Dead, they shot in the basement of Image 10, was in a separate place because the farmhouse where they were shooting had no basement. Okay? Um, hold on. There's Jesus Christ, how many of these things are there? My God. They're, look at this. Look how many that they gave you. They give you all of these, right? I think these now go for a hundred. They're over a hundred dollars now on Amazon. You cannot get this anymore. You might be able to get it. And then finally, boom, there it is. It's not some bullshit. That is the official Criterion 4K Blu-ray with the poster. There's a poster inside. It is one of the most gorgeous posters. Look at that poster art. And that set, let me tell you something. That Night of the Living Dead set from Criterion, if you do not own this this set, you are crazy. You can't call yourself a Night of the Living Dead fan because the the extras on there, like the amount of detail. There's like a featurette that like talks about how they like put the camera, like the angle, the, the, the shot economy and the way that George Romero would edit based on his, the way he would shoot these commercials for um, Image 10. It's a great set. I mean, it's a great uh, release. And this is a great set. And again, I just want to thank Steve so much for his generosity. And I've been wanting to unbox this forever. And I just, that's it. I I, I know, I'll, I'll, I relinquish the floor. I just had to friggin' open that motherfucker up. <laughs> no, that's pretty awesome. Yes, it, it it most certainly is. I'm I'm very I'm very happy. And um, for those of you who don't know, I am planning at some point to do a we're going to do a Night of the Living Dead watch along. I because I feel you know well versed enough in the movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going to be doing like a commentary track with everything that I know about Night of the Living Dead. And we'll do a watch along, maybe live on this channel. Maybe it won't be live. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. It will be for this month of Halloween. And that's all I want to say about that. Is there anything you want to talk about, Chris? Anything that you um, need to I, put out there? We've covered everything. We've covered everything for tonight. The cool. question is, what are we going to talk about Thursday, next week? That is, that is the ball is in my court. i got to tell you guys, you know why I love doing the show with Chris? Because we were talking about this earlier, I love the back and forth. He comes up with a topic, I come up with a topic, and we just go with it. And it's a lot of fun in that way. Um, make sure to follow Chris on Instagram. He's got two Instagram uh, uh, profiles. He's got his personal one, which is at Sinful Celluloid. And then he, we have one for the show, this very show. It's a podcast, Sinful Celluloid podcast. Go follow both of those. Please make sure to subscribe to this channel because we are always doing stuff on this channel just tons and tons and tons of shows and content and blah, 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 blah. and uh chris is there anything we want to divulge or do we want to wait um we want to wait we want to okay. wait for now then but then there's there's, there's bigger better stuff anything. coming forget i said anything i said nothing i said nothing all right um uh, is there any, okay? So I guess we're gonna wrap this this sucker up. We're at two hours anyway. This was good. This was a good show, guys. I just want to thank you so much for um, keeping the chat so lively. I want to thank Broke uh, Out of the Broken and Chris and Ace Finn Johnson and um, Rue Morgue and Droid Little and all you guys, Jody, 
all you guys that are on here keeping the chat nice and lively, keeping us going. Really great having you guys in the chat. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Everybody has a homework assignment. It's called Night Visions with Henry Rollins. <laughs> Chris is going to test you guys. He's going to actually hand a test out through the internet. <laughs> he's going he's to be like, yeah, what is everybody's fax number? <laughs> <laughs> Thank Check you, your <laughs> Um, yes, thank you, Valid. Okay. All right, guys. We have a wonderful way of saying good night here on the show. We say peace, peace and, and hair, grease. hair grease. And we...